These are the tribulations of Paulette. got a lunch date tomorrow and I'm so old that I've got to start getting ready today. I head to the illegal home salon of Rosemary, my Russian esthetician who's always in a bad mood. She clears the breakfast dishes off her kitchen table, gestures for me to lie down, then spreads hot lavender wax all over my body with a soup spoon. I bite my lower lip. Soon, my alabaster legs are smooth and Miss Kitty morphs into a tender and pink Mr. Bigglesworth. Then Rosemary gives me a manicure, and I have to sit for 40 minutes in order for it to dry because I'm afraid to suffer the consequences of a nick or chip. She won't fix it. This foolish routine puts a spring in my step. Afterward, I go straight to the gym. I need to use the bathroom before I work out, and when I'm done, sweatpants still around my ankles... I bend over to admire Rosemary's handiwork. Wait a minute. What's this? Some stray hairs. Ugh. Some stray gray hairs. Even worse. I examine myself really closely, peering in every nook and cranny like a Thomas's English muffin, going farther and farther toward the back, toward old Pinky himself, when I hear a noise and look up. The door of the stall is wide open. There, standing in front of me, is this older Asian woman who always works out in her street clothes. Her mouth hangs open at the spectacle. When our eyes meet, she doesn't have the good taste to look away. Thanks to a college roommate, I know three Chinese words. Gani ma, I say in Chestnut Hill Mandarin. As I slam the door shut, outside the stall I hear F-U-2 in Chestnut Hill English. Later, I bump into her near the water fountain, and she winks. As I drive away from the gym, I see the Asian woman waiting for a bus. I feel bad that I was mean, but I can't shake the teenager thing right down to the mean girl locker room fight. Other women must have these feelings, too. And maybe that's why herbal essence shampoo and patchouli are still on the market. Let's face it, I often count my blessings, and I feel lucky. But there's something larger that's tugging at me lately I just can't put my finger on. Other than the patchouli, Dave and the kids haven't noticed anything odd because, let's face it, when you're a mother and a wife, it's always all about them. When I told Dr. O'Neill that I was feeling emboldened by my hot flashes, he stared at me like I was crazy. Also, I need constant physical intimacy, and I'm demanding it of Dave. Everything I've read indicates that most women gradually lose interest in all this. Things down below get blurry and inconsistent, and before you know it, you're left with the remnants. Old, dry, and gray. At least they got the gray part right.
My best friend Dolly thinks I've got a pheromone problem. She was the one who first detected them on me after her dogs wouldn't leave me alone. I think you're giving something off, she said. Maybe the patchouli is my attempt to cover it up. In addition to those dogs, I've got men and women falling around me like a Kardashian in a retail establishment. I can tell when they've smelled the moans because they get pinwheel eyes, step into my personal space, and scan my chest for signs of cleavage. This must be nature's last call to propagate the species, and it wants another one out of me. But what's weird is that the moans either go neutral in my own house or my husband Dave doesn't have a good sense of smell. Also, Dave doesn't have a good sense of sight unless it involves some sport. For three years now, he has yet to utter a word about Mr. Bigglesworth. Anyhow, tomorrow is my date with Ted, and even though I'm excited to see him, I'm nervous because I recall that he has a nose like a bloodhound. I head to the local Bloby Goods salon to get my hair done. When I leave, I look like Loretta Lynn. I hope it'll calm down by tomorrow. Next, it's off for a tan to cover my alabaster thighs. I worry about looking like tan mom, but always convince myself that anything temporary can't be that bad. I put on the shower cap, cover my knees and elbows with Vaseline, step inside, press the button, and wait. Nothing. I lean in and press again, still nothing. I move off the red X on the floor, and then I have the bad judgment to peer into the spigot. Instantly, my face takes the full blast of frigid tanner. I wave my arms like a madwoman and try to cover the jets with my hands. The stuff is coming out in brown pulses that you could keep a beat to. The plastic shower cap is taking the brunt of it. As I turn to exit the booth, I take one last blast in the right kidney. I hit the emergency stop button and emerge, coughing up tanner. The attendant comes running in as I drop to my knees. I blow brown globs from my nose into a towel. After a quick inspection, the attendant tells me that the machine is out of order. No kidding. Then she tries to help me clean myself up. The blasts from the tanner have permeated the Vaseline on my hands, and every line is filled with brown. I'm a mess. From coal miner's daughter to coal miner. Just like that. I have to field lots of questions at dinner about my appearance, but I manage to fend everybody off. I help the kids with their homework, do more laundry, clean the cat boxes, and bring out the trash. Well after the kids have gone to bed, I rouse Dave from his chair to tell him that I'm going upstairs. As I hop into bed, I hear him fumble around in the bathroom. My heart leaps with possibilities. But tonight is like every night. Poor exhausted Dave brushes his teeth and comes to bed. He doesn't even kiss me. He tucks his hands under his armpits in a move I call the wings of sleep, and he's out like a light within seconds. I close my eyes and fold brown palms into my own armpits. Please, Loretta, help me make it through the night. This is Eric Fontana. 
the run from love and affection. It's time for someone to share this heart. So lost and afraid, alone in my shy ways, traveling down highways, nowhere to go. Next time is lunch with Ted. Till then, ta-ta. Wasted away, realized, only too late, someday soon, I'll ask the stars.